I've been reviewing your performance as of late, and I have to say it's been deplorable. Skulking around the office, repeatedly showing up intoxicated, and your desk is truly terrifying. What do you have to say for yourself? Brains. Be that as it may, you have to shape up or else- What's wrong with you? You just bit me! Drunken Zombies! Lousy for office temp work, great for podcasts! Log into DrunkenZombiePodcast.com for all your horror podcasting needs! Zombie! Warning! The Bone Bad Joe is intended for adults only and contains bad words and other yucky stuff that may make some people very angry. So watch out! For the Bone Bat Podcast, where you can listen to Steve and Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got dick jokes galore. Bone Bat. Everybody, welcome to the Bone Bat Show, episode fourteen. This is Steve. This is Cord, and we're here with our. This is officially our one year anniversary. Can you believe that one year on the air? Wow, one year! So, what anniversary is that? Is that like the the pewter anniversary or the wood or what? The ether anniversary? I'm not sure. What kind of gift are you giving me? Oh, the usual hand job, a poor, <laughs> a, poor a poorly issued hand job. Could you maybe? Spit on your palm this time? <laughs> I don't think I can. But joining us tonight for our special occasion is Scott. Speaking Mama. of spitting on your palm. Stop it. Hello. Be nice to the guest. Is Scott Mama. Julie, hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. Congratulations on one year. Thank you. Congratulations to you for tolerating us for one year. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> it was a joy, a pleasure. Cool. So a whole year, man. I can't believe that we've we've actually hung around that long. Considering our, our first sordid effort, if you, if you recall. It was sordid. <laughs> Got a lot to say about it, huh? <laughs> I completely forgot episode? about it like 10 minutes after we did it. <laughs> I think in a misguided uh, bit of portmanteau, it was called Wombone before we actually settled on Bone Bat. Did yeah, we ever actually broadcast this episode? Or it was, was it never broadcast. We sent it out to a few friends, and uh, everybody listens to, listened to it, thought it was funny, but it needed work, and uh, that's kind of what we did. So the general public really only got episode two. No, episode, episode one. Episode one. Yeah, we, we, put, we put, that's really the Wombone episode is episode zero. All right. We'll, we'll put that on the back of our collector's edition uh, 
DVD. Yeah, what, one day on when the that's... back of the DVD, you'll never actually be able to witness it. Right. Yeah, with the die cut cover and all the really cool stuff. Yeah, <laughs> with an action figure of me. Cool. Well, anyway, so uh, you know what? We have a couple of greetings, uh, warm wishes from fellows in the uh, podcast community. So uh, I'm going to play one oh, of those sweet. right now. Here's the first one. Hey, what up, y'all? It's Brother D from the Old Order Zombie. Just thought I'd call, check in, and say, congratulations. One year, man. That's awesome. That's a year of uh, quality uh, time spent in my ear holes. Just, just, well, that sounds wrong. Um, yeah. Anyway, congratulations, and uh, definitely hope to hear more of you for many, many, many months and years to come. <laughs> Y'all stay loose, stay safe, baby. I'm out. Very cool. Thanks, Brother D. Oh, that, that was sweet. Yeah, Brother yeah, D. That beats a gift basket any day. Isn't that awesome? Brother D runs the uh, Mail Order Zombie podcast with uh, Miss Bren out of Portland. They do a great job reviewing uh, straight-to-video DVDs, zombie movies, and stuff like that. And uh, it's a great show. So it was uh, really cool to him. And he's he's been helpful uh, over, you know, I've hit him with a few technical questions, how you do things. And uh, he's always been very forthcoming. So thanks, Brother D. We appreciate all your help and the kind wishes. Uh, you got another one? I do. I have another one. All right, play that. Play that bad thing. I'm going to play it. Hey, guys. It's Snowy White from the Great White North up in Radioactive Metal Podcast, and I just wanted to give you guys a call and wish you horns up for your one-year anniversary. That's, that's fantastic news, and I just want to leave you guys with a joke. What is going to be the name of the next Megadeth record? Death Magnetic. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I kill me. Thanks a lot, guys. And like I said, horns up on the anniversary and can't wait for another year of that fantastic stuff. Thanks a lot. Take care. So that's Snowy White from the uh, Radioactive Metal Podcast out of Winnipeg. And uh, they, they yeah, do dope. a... What's that? Dope is legal up there, isn't it? Dope is legal up there? I think it might be. I'm not sure. But uh, they, they do a pretty cool metal show, and uh, they actually just did last week a uh, whole Metallica episode, uh, which was kind of cool to uh, compare and contrast their views with uh, Pinto Gigante. So that was, uh, was kind of neat. There's a lot of fun Metallica stuff going on this week. Have you had a chance to listen to the album yet? No, I can't say that I have. I haven't had a chance to do anything lately. I've just been doing some traveling, and then uh, I got home just in time to begin jury duty and... Uh, between jury duty and trying to keep my company going during the evening, doing the stuff I should be doing doing during the day, and trying to be a dad, uh, I haven't really had time to do, what's the term? Oh, jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, would you say that that's something that pisses you off? Hey, you know, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Nice segue. Let's go to what pisses us off. Hey, what pisses us off anyway? Well, am I going first? Go for it. I'll tell you. Uh, I'll tell you what's what's pissing me off. You know, despite all that that's going on, what pisses me off is my front door. My front door has suddenly stopped working. I cannot close said door and make it stay closed. So the only way to keep it closed really is to to push on the door really hard and then turn the deadbolt to keep it locked. 
So if you want to go in and out of the front door, like carrying items or what have you, it's an absolute pain in the ass. I just finished painting my house and spent all my money on house paint, and now it looks like I'm going to need a front door. The door is, is beyond being adjustable. It's like it warped. Like all of a sudden the front door is just sprung, and you can't really bring it back into true. It's, it's pissing me off. Huh, do you have like more moisture in the air or something? More humidity this year? I don't know what the deal is. It's been a hot, dry summer, but it's a hot, dry summer every summer. There's really no reason for this. I blame Satan. <laughs> cool. It's just one of those homeowner things. I mean, you, you own a house, and then it's just a question of going from thing to thing that malfunctions or wears out. You don't Never in my whole life have I had a front door that went to hell, though. <laughs> You get toilets that break, or you know, you need a new roof, or new, you paint something. Your fence falls down in the wind. Front, front door suddenly warps. That's that's a brand new one. Dang. What about you? What pisses you off? You know what's pissing me off right now? The fact that the fucking Seattle Seahawks cannot seem to play decent football. That is pissing me off to no end. We're committing See, penalties left and left and right. The wide receivers are getting injured on a daily basis. The defensive backfield is giving up touchdowns like they're candy. It's just killing me. Killing me. (laughs) Two weeks in a row, man, I've had to watch shitty football. And there was no reason to expect this this year. The only good side is it seems like we've got a running game this year. But other than that, it's it's a tough three hours each Sunday. I'm sorry to hear that. So that's what pisses me off. And we got beat by the shitty fucking 49ers. Go Niners! Fuck you, 49ers. (laughs) And everybody who enjoys watching them. Fuck you. Thank you. That's it. And and you, my friend? Julie, what pisses you off? What pisses me off? Well, cell phone companies. Cell phone companies piss me off. And let me tell you, they pissed me off so much that I actually went and did... I My mom got me prepaid phone because I cannot stand the idea of signing a contract and paying for all their excess fees and everything. So she went and got me a prepaid phone, and then I went ahead and lost it two months after I got it. And so I call the company, and I tell them... Uh, wh- where did you lose the phone again? Just curiosity in the toilet not important so i call the, in, the phone company in, and, the, in the backyard in the grass in the yeah. lawn so i call the phone company and tell them i didn't know where the phone was so i called and told them you know can you just put it on hold so that nobody else can use it until i can find it or figure out what to do they said no problem so then i well i didn't find it i paid my children and told them i would pay them ten dollars whoever you know, found the phone. So my son Ten comes bucks. in one day. Yeah, my son comes in one day and says, "I found your phone." And this was about three months later. So I called to reinstate the phone, and they've told me that now the account is inactive. Now I have gone ahead and prepaid about a hundred minutes worth, you know, hundred dollars worth of minutes. So I've got a ton of minutes I hadn't used yet. And I call them and I tell them, "Okay, it's time to reinstate. Got to get my minutes back. You know, we, everything's happy, happy, happy." And they tell me, "Oh no, ma'am." No, uh, it's been three months and you've lost your minutes. I'm like, how can I lose something that belonged to me? Well, obviously I lost a phone, but you know, I bought those. <laughs> mi- I bought those minutes. Those minutes belong to me. Are the minutes in me. the backyard? <clears throat> yeah. And I tell her, I tell her these minutes—they're not tangible. They're just minutes. They're air minutes. They belong to me. I paid you for them. They're mine. You—that's c- not acceptable. You can't take them away. She didn't like that answer. 
She was uh, far across the ocean in another country, and she didn't like that answer. And she was trying to be really pleasant, and I just told her that, no, I'm sorry it was unacceptable, and they can't take them away from me. So they're my minutes, and they're going to give them back, whether they like it or not. But it was a long conversation. So did you get your minutes back? I have not gotten them back yet, but I I will. I am determined. (laughs) Dang, you got phone jacked, yo. Yeah, it turned out my phone actually had been rained on for about three months. And so uh, shortly after I, I found my phone and used it one or two times, it um, the the screen completely wiped out and I wasn't able to use it again. So now I have to go get a new phone so that I can reactivate it with my minutes. My minutes. I'm surprised that you could even make one or two calls after a phone's been out there getting rained on. Yeah, I was That's too. That's impressive. Yeah. I, I've had some serious phone issues too. Like I got the... I got suckered in by little uh, direct mail advertisement. Give us 10 minutes and talk about our services, and we'll give you a free gift card. So I did. And I, I called up this certain phone company that rhymes with BT&T. <laughs> and they, uh, they're they like, hey, you know, we'll give you the same Internet connection you got now at, like, 10 bucks a month less or if you want to double your speed, you do it, and you'll still pay five bucks a month less. I went, oh, that sounds good. And then they, they're like, and if you do it now, we'll give you a hundred dollar gift card. Holy God! And they said, and uh, <laughs> and a hand job. And a hand job. I'll even said, oh, suck great. you up. Save we'll that. I'll give it to Steve on our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're going to give me free hardware, like the free modem and, and all that stuff, and. And then it showed up, and it was like the $100 gift card it was not actually included, and the the free hardware was, like, free in the sense that I have to pay for it. <laughs> and uh, the doubling my speed was actually, no, the current speed I actually have. It was just this big, big clusterfuck. It, it just really sucked, and it took me days on the phone with them to finally talk to someone that could deal with my problem they say they're gonna give me the they're gonna take care of everything we'll see we'll wait for the bill but i mean god that sucks phone companies <laughs> and then of course you know they they send you all this stuff and you're, you're supposed to plug it in and it's supposed to work but you i ended up spending like a full half a day on the phone to a guy in the philippines <laughs> that was just phone sex though i also right. had to talk to someone <laughs> No, seriously. I, I it happened to be one of the same guy, everything. right? Live girls chatting with you. And high-speed internet <laughs> all at once. <laughs> what more can I ask for? So, wow, yeah, phone companies, phone companies suck. Yeah, you know, one of the best things I ever did was go voice over internet. I got to say, I remember the days back, like, getting out of college when I would have a $100 phone bill, $150 phone bill with long distance. And now it's like 30 bucks a month no matter what. Suck it. Yeah, but that ties right into the the same company that's providing my internet. I, I have to have internet service that actually works in order to have, in order to have voice over IP. Oh, uh, yeah. No, that is kind of a vicious <laughs> circle, a isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been suffering a lot of disappointment lately. I, it's, dude, so I painted my house. Well, I had my house painted. Mm. I paid people to paint my house. Because I'm... Because you don't do that shit anymore? I don't do that shit anymore. (laughs) Actually, what what did it for me is my wife just said, I don't want you up on a ladder two stories up painting our house. I went, all right. (laughs) So I could look like the good husband, 
and uh, and I didn't have to paint the damn house. Sweet. But I got this great idea. I was going to paint the house these different colors, and I picked out these colors for it. And after I picked them out, I realized all the colors had suggested names. I was going to do uh, bone on the top and wood on the bottom, <laughs> and then the, the trim was going to be tea bag. <laughs> Because you got to teabag your trim, really. So that's pretty hot. I, I was really looking for In fact, I'll send you a copy of the paint chip. We could put it up on the side or something. Bone and wood on the paint chips look like radically different colors. But really, when you put them next to each other, bone and wood are the same thing. Oh, no. So you did <laughs> They're not... all pink. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting how that works. Yeah. I spent the extra money to have this this different color put on the upstairs of the house, and you you can't you really can't tell. It just looks like maybe it's getting a little more light up there or something. Yeah. The tea bag is nice, though. I like the tea bag. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I've heard you say that, <laughs> <laughs> if I had a dime for every time I heard you say, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh, sorry, Julie. You got anything else that pisses you off, anybody? Dude, so much, so much. You know, we're going to get to our dirty jokes later. Yeah. And let me let me tell you what pisses me off about that. What? <laughs> my, what can piss you off about a dirty joke? Well, it's the source of the dirty jokes. My, my business partner, God bless him, Tony, had to send me a bunch of paperwork. And with the paperwork, he sent me some Playboy magazines. So I open up the, the envelope expecting contracts and stuff, and in there is also Playboy, which has, I, I have not really looked at a Playboy since I could get internet porn, and there's the, <laughs> there's the joke section on the back of the centerfold. So I was going to get use that section for my dirty jokes. I opened it up, and there were like several good jokes to use. I thought, okay, i got to remember these. And, and I failed to mention when I was reading this magazine, this fine publication by Mr. Hefner. I was sitting on a can, and which worked. Every good red-blooded American reads their Playboy. I was sitting on the can, and it was a, a pretty long and spectacular event sitting there. <laughs> and when I felt that I was finished and that the toilet could no longer contain any more, I... <laughs> <laughs> With the magazine still open, I you know opened it to that page and rested it on the back of the toilet behind me. I stood up to flush, and I hear this sploosh. And I looked down, and the magazine had unfolded and dumped itself right into the unholy mess that I'd created. And you can't just flush that and walk away. I mean, now I had a magazine in there, too. And I don't remember any of the jokes. <laughs> I guess that would erase all the humor from the situation. Yeah, you got it was like guys. Hugh murder. It actually just killed the comedy <laughs> in the room. It's one of those things you briefly think, oh, maybe I should just walk away from this and let someone else deal with it. <laughs> oh shit! I just see, honey, <laughs> what? Someone Can you come get my Playboy out of the toilet? No, that's not going to fly. Not after the stormtrooper porn thing. Right, She's going to think you're all into all kinds of fucked up shit. Every time she so, turns around, you're doing something more well, fucked up. Some kind of fecal philia, <laughs> airbrush porn horrifying thing. What in the hell is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? And my parents now are asking the same thing because I did that cartoon about Bukake. Oh my god. And I don't I don't So endorse. dude, the censorship what? issue. And I mean, this is not the first time where 
something that you have done has kind of got you in trouble with people. Right. (laughs) Your point. (laughs) So first of all, uh, a family member had listened to the show and despite the, the disclaimer, felt that it was a bit too racy, correct? Oh uh, yes, yes, I did. I did get some static um, from a family member who felt that this show was perhaps. Yeah, I think the word that this family member used was "it made me seem like an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> but and she didn't realize that that's by design. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that was even though there was a disclaimer on the show, we put a disclaimer on the show because we we know when we're getting a little edgy. We do, right? But but still, despite the disclaimer, you were was it you were embarrassing? I yeah, both I, your, yourself and everyone around you. Yeah, basically, black sheep of the family, stain on the family reputation, that sort of thing. <laughs> so look, don't don't listen to the show, people. Stop listening right now. There's if a disclaimer us, at the start. The There's a disclaimer on the page. All the things they say. Don't listen to this show. And so then you you did the the Bukaki cartoon. Yeah, the, yeah, and the Bukaki cartoon was particularly bad. And let me go, right, stop you right now. If you don't know what Bukaki is, don't just fast forward, move on. It's a it's a bird with big bright plumage, is it not? That's right. <laughs> so so this cartoon it it made reference to Bukaki, and my dad uh, read my cartoon at work and didn't quite know what it was, and so. He decided that he wanted to find out what Bukake was and ask his, uh, I'm not exactly sure how this went down. He probably looked at the cartoon and went, what is this? And asked someone else that he works with if she knew what Bukake meant, and uh, she didn't fess up to it. And so she looked it up for him on the Internet, and you can only imagine what happens when you have someone of the opposite gender that reports to you. You (laughs) make them look up Bukake on the Internet. It's not... It's not good in the workplace. It's it's not that not recommended thing to do. Yeah, I, and then, I, I, and I for like, one, uh, I for one would never ask my my associate my associate my assistant to look up anything on the internet that wasn't related to my job. <laughs> so she could look up a copy. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that you know my job, but <laughs> right. Yeah, so then my mom told me I was I was a, I could not be a successful cartoonist if my name was associated with pornography. You know, the, which if you look at my cartoons, roughly ninety percent of them are associated with pornography. But the funny thing is, it really actually can help your podcasting career. So there's that. Oh yeah, so I got that to fall back on. <laughs> I made almost as much as much money career. podcasting as I had cartooning. So of all the things I've done, cartoons about genocide and racism and. And all kinds of dirty, nasty. I made an armadillo drawing. <laughs> it's the bukake that sent them over the edge. And it's because they didn't know what bukake was to start with, and so then they sort of like thought I made it up, or you know, it's associated with me now. They they think me, and then they get these images in their head. It's now I'm afraid <laughs> any other thing I reference, they're gonna they're gonna look it up and not know about it before. I just. For the record, I didn't invent any of these things. The rusty trombone, <laughs> the pumpkin, chili dog, Cleveland steamer, uh, earning your red wings. None of those. I didn't do them. If you don't know what they are, don't look them up. Yeah, it's you see a cartoon it, it, that makes reference to them. Just move on. Go read Ziggy. 
Right. Well, it's interesting because, and then that brings up the the idea of you know kind of censorship. Do you do you find yourself self censoring to some point? I mean, I know that 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 Julie is, is kind of my conscience when it comes to the show. That there there Julie, been, you need to do a much better job. There have been a few times. Well, that's the thing. If it if it bumps up to where she says, you know what, this one's maybe a little edgy, then that's when you have to think about it. Because, you know, for the most part, we're simpatico. But she seems to know where the edge is better than I do. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's good to have that outdoor or out, outboard brain to kind of right. fall back You on. know, just a, a second opinion, if nothing else. But, you, Cause you know, cause, uh, especially when it comes to humor, because there's always that aspect. Uh, did You saw Tropic Thunder, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. So you know that there's, like, uh, I guess a bunch of, uh, there was a bunch of protest. Because of the the whole, you know, uh, you never go full retard. That whole thing. <laughs> Seriously, it got there was. Uh, I thought it was hilarious too, and it didn't occur to me watching the movie. Out of all the things to be offended about, that probably would have been the last thing. I mean, you know, complete blowjob monologues probably would be more offensive than that. And yet, that was what kind of got you know people were out picketing the show. So it's kind of interesting that you know. Where, where that line is, especially when you're trying to do humor. Uh, I think the one of the things we try to do here is that, you know, our humor is not terribly mean-spirited. So I usually can feel kind of good about it. What, what did the protest sign say? Did <laughs> 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 I, I <laughs> just grand drawing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not sure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end up centering this, but I just see a bunch of people out front going, Yeah, we, we can't have that part. You have to cut that. <laughs> oh, Sorry, shit. babe. It's the one-year anniversary. Nothing's getting cut. Yeah, it's, oh, it, no. it's in there now. No, so. no, I was, I was but anyway, like I was saying, it, it's, you know, you. I, I think we always look. And I, I was actually having kind of a... Uh, the conversation with Jacob from uh, Pinto Gigante about the whole thing, you know, uh, about and, and he kind of made the point that, you know, uh, that podcasting is kind of the new free radio and it should stay that way, that this is kind of the way we keep breaking the law. Let's not forget that, you know. Yeah. And we actually do go just about anywhere we want. I think the only place I find myself self-censoring uh, besides making fun of people that are developmentally disabled is who uh, <laughs> we support completely, by the way. That's right. And, and uh, the vertically challenged as well. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones. <laughs> now, we also don't go, we don't do the racial humor. Yeah. Because that's just, that's a minefield. There's, if it's anywhere even close to thinking, well, what if someone misinterprets this? Right. And, you know. Well, that, well, that, and, you know, I, at this point, as few listeners as we have, I can't afford to offend anybody. That's right. <laughs> we piss off the Lithuanians. Like, oh, shit. There goes two more listeners. We're down. So, anyway. That's it. It's definitely something interesting to think about. What I think is funny is when uh, when people say, you know, about, like, for instance, about this show, you know, that the things that you're saying on this show are, you know, that they're offensive and not funny and you should really watch out because it could hamper your career and... You know that kind of thing, and then you turn, you know, you turn around and they listen to what's that girl's name? The, uh, Sarah Silverman. Sel- yeah, Sarah Silverman. Everybody thinks she's funny. How could you know? But just because she's already made it and she's a comedian and she's supposed to be known as a comedian, and 
I don't know. I guess it's okay for her, but it's not okay for you know your precious kid or brother. Yeah, or but sister. she couldn't get a job at Kinko's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. If it's if it's someone you don't actually know, it's okay. But if it's your own within your own close circle, you, oh my god! Yeah, what's he saying? Yeah, and of course you know it reflects on me. Yeah. <laughs> Our parents have been dealing with that for a long time though. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Alright, well, so much for censorship. Uh <laughs> censorship sucks, dude. So uh bef- before we go any further, we ought to mention a little bit about our musical guest tonight, the hormones from Seattle. Rock Julie yes. uh Julie actually discovered these guys. You want to talk about them a little bit? How did you stumble across the hormones? Well, I was driving home one night. I have no idea where I was coming from, but I was driving home and I had nobody else in the car and I was listening to a really cool station, KEXP, which is local in Seattle and plays really great independent music. And uh, listening to them and it was just, they this song came on and, you know, it touched me, man. It touched me. It brought me all the hey, way that's back. that's my job. <laughs> brought me all the way back. To, you know, the late 80s when I was going around to a lot of, you know, small clubs in Los Angeles listening to punk bands and independent bands that were playing new cool music that, you know, bordered punk kind of, I, I don't know, I just thought of, for some reason all of a sudden I remembered watching the Meat Puppets, you know, on the top of a building and up at Hollywood and Vine and I, you know, an image of listening to Savage Republic out. It was just like this garage punk kind of feeling and I just came right home and went straight to the man, the man who gets all of our music uh, in this house, and said, <laughs> the hormones, you have to find me this CD. And he did. And it was the hormones. And they rock. Yeah, they're pretty they're damn so cool. Awesome. I like them a lot, too. They remind they me of kind of a little harder version of the Fuzz Tones, which, Lysergic Emanations, amazing album. Yeah, yeah. But the Fuzz Tones, I always wanted to be just a little bit harder, a little bit more punk, so it's nice that... Uh, so now it's you have the hormones, dude. I do, yeah. They actually do a cover of uh, Some Kind of Hate by uh, the Misfits. It's pretty cool, cool too. So, Yeah, they're awesome. So thanks to Johnny and the hormones for uh, agreeing to be on the show. We really appreciate it, guys. Oh, hell yeah. My favorite album is Watch Out for This Thing, which features Beware the Wolf Spider and X-Ray Eyes, which I think are two of the best songs on the album. Actually, I think, isn't that their only album? Oh. <laughs> hey man, they should go out and get another album. They're good. They're probably working on it. We'll probably As break we up right after this episode. Yeah, no shit. Speaking <laughs> of things that piss me off, so Optimus Rhyme broke up. This better not be the beginning of the curse. Like you, I'm beginning you to fucking wonder. We just up. had episode 13, which was our bad luck episode. Right after that, I get it. There's an email on the MySpace from Optimus Rhyme that, yep, we've decided to call it quits. Then IROT has to cancel their California tour. Man. Right after they were on. I think the curse of the bone bat, there may be something to that, dude. Don't mess with my hormones. Well, maybe we should start having bands on that we hate just to make them break up. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to have shitty music on the show, and I can't have that. Yeah, but that would be a small price to pay for getting rid of Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny, dude. So, no. anyway... Before we move on from what pisses us off, I've got a few listener emails I'd like to read. First read up, it. we've got a letter from longtime listener Tim S. Hey guys, well, I never really had anything that pissed me off until now. Other hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, stop. How, how come when you do Tim's voice, you get all high pitch? Have you talked to Tim before? Does he got 
Does he really talk like that? I haven't. I don't know. Maybe that's my reading voice. And you know, Maybe so. I, All right, no, go on. I was just curious. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never really had anything that pissed me off until now, other than general stupidity of people, so I thought I'd write in. I live in Cincinnati in the Northeast Burbs. It's pretty common knowledge around here that people don't know how to drive. Despite this, it has never stopped them from adding the task of driving to their routine of behind-the-wheel, multitasking ass-hattery. The things I've seen in the last week, though, have taken things to a new level. First, you know, wait, I, I think that perhaps the term asshat and asshattery is getting overused. I think we need to be a little more sophisticated in the show. How about ass haberdashery? Ooh, I like that. Although, that was a pretty, you know, if you're rolling with behind-the-wheel multitasking ass haberdashery, that's quite a mouthful. <laughs> it almost sounds like a nouveau rap band. <laughs> that's a mouthful never before seen near Gordon. What? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, first off, leftovers from Ike tore through this area last weekend, and despite wreaking all sorts of havoc, we got off pretty light compared to other cities whom bore the wrath of Mother Nature in the past. You wouldn't know this by the reaction of the local citizenry, though. Sheer panic all week long. Oh noes! Our power is out. Quick, find someone to blame and complain about. We might miss American Idol. Good lord. Yes, it sucks not to have power, but bitching about it isn't going to make the cruise work any faster. I know you think you're citizen number one, but people with the real problems are getting the help first. I get that, but remember two years ago when we were without power for a week? Oh yeah, I remember less than one year ago when I was without power for like three days. It starts to really suck. Yeah, I, I, I did start getting a little insane by day five. I think Julie can probably attest to that. <laughs> yeah. It's probably because you know, he couldn't have hot coffee. Yeah, you're getting up at five in the morning and cooking or heating up coffee on the camp stove out back. It is. It was. It was in December, so it was yeah, darn cold. It was like cold. forty degrees outside. I think in the daytime. Yeah. Did you we take have, down a deer and, and use its pelt to keep you warm in your I had to, I, I seriously the the wildlife people were after me because I was killing a tauntaun every day <laughs> to warm the children. It was My seriously God, fucking stunk. brutal. Yeah. And it smelled awful. It was just terrible. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, this mass power outage has led to the demise of many of our traffic signals. It now it's common knowledge that if the signal is out, the intersection becomes a four-way stop. This isn't a very hard principle to grasp. People, for the most part, seem to survive when they come to one of those big red octagons with the word stop on it. Who would think that the absence of these signs would induce such idiocy? If it isn't some slap nut sitting in an intersection with a panicked look not knowing it's their turn to go, then it's some other jagoff that figures everybody else sucks and they're going to go through, damn it. Worse yet, it's the unpredictable types, which start off as saucer-eyed morons who have no clue what's going on and suddenly wake up and floor it through the intersection, despite whether or not anyone else is in their path. It's a miracle that there haven't been a crap load of accidents, and I've seen countless near misses. I would have hoped that when the city did decide to finally wise up and put stop signs between each lane at each intersection with a non-functioning signal, then the situation would ease up. Being in Ohio, I obviously had set my hopes too high. Matters have only been made worse. Apparently, any more than one stop sign per street in an intersection is way past the point of diminishing returns when it comes to driving aptitude people see one stop sign and can at least recognize what is supposed to happen. More stop signs or more lanes and it just becomes a big clusterfuck of Midwestern stupidity. Maybe he should start confiscating some of those errant stop signs. <laughs> <laughs> just the good of the people. Just disappearing them? Yeah. Yeah, sure. That's a dangerous proposition though. I was once handcuffed and tossed in the back of a police car because I was seen holding a uh, an icy sign uh, admittedly, I was running with the sign, and it was about four in the morning. And 
was it icy? And that would have been ironic. You're all slipping, slipping around on the roadway. Were you naked? We're carrying this icy sign. <laughs> my, my defense from the cop was, he's like, oh, you know, you talked to me about the sign, and, and I said, we're in Davis. Does Davis even have signs that say icy? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this is not the city sign. I just happen to have it. Yeah, at in, the moment. In college, I inherited a one-way sign, and I, I, I don't know whatever happened to it. I, I didn't end up keeping it, but I was always a little nervous about it. You didn't put a Jesus sticker on it and grin madly and show it to people? No, I just had it pointing down in my bedroom. Where did we get the Bourbon Street sign? What? Where did we get the Bourbon Street sign? Well, that's like a little tourist sign. Oh, I bought that okay. in New Orleans, but oh. that's not like a real street sign. Okay. I'm sure they have those on real high poles, because everybody would steal a Bourbon Street sign. That's probably like one of the most attempted thefts, I think. Anyways, I'm done ranting. On a more pleasant note, big congrats on your one-year mark. I've always enjoyed listening to every show so far, and always look forward to the new ones. Keep up the great work. Congrats on the show, and thanks for doing what you guys do. Tim. So, question. Have you noticed how it... I don't know if it's a funny thing, but have you noticed how often traffic shows up as something that pisses us off? Yeah, it's because like, it does. Like every other episode, it's something from traffic. I just uh, that's kind of funny to me that you know it's that universal that everybody gets pissed off about traffic. And uh, are you aware of this book that just came out? I can't see it from here, Steve. Oh, well, I'll hold it up a little higher. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there it is. It's uh, called Traffic: Why We Drive the Way We Do. I think by a guy named Tom Vanderbilt. And I was flipping through it the other day after I read this email, and uh, uh, there were a couple of facts that I thought were interesting. <laughs> Researchers have estimated that at least 1,500 discrete sub-skills and activities are undertaken while we drive. And during this cognitive workload, we make 20 decisions per mile, and we process 1,300 separate items of information per minute. Isn't that staggering? Like I'm staggering sh- right now. Like the shit that you d- you decide, okay, you're, you're making decisions, like to turn to not turn, you're thinking about other shit, like what you're going to do later, and you're constantly processing like a million things and you're not really concentrating on the road, which is, you know, one of the reasons why probably there's so many accidents. Um, here, something about merging, Julie can attest to this, and she's attesting to a lot tonight, um, that, <laughs> uh, so are you a late merger or an early merger? Oh, Lord. Like, if you see an intersection coming, do you do you get in the lane early as soon as you can, or do you wait and then cut in later, closer I to... I don't think I've got a pattern. I do whatever is going to get me there the fastest with the least trouble to other people. If, I, if merging soon is going to put me in someone's blind spot, then no. But if there's absolutely no traffic around me, then I'll merge immediately, but... I, I, it's based on the traffic situation, I think. See, I've, I've always been kind of like the uh, a plan-ahead kind of a guy. <laughs> yeah. So... So, like, as soon as, you know, if I'm in the proper place, as soon as the lane opens, I get over. And then I'm sitting there, and I'm pissed as all these other people are, like, cutting in front of me further up the line. Because I feel like they feel, you know, I'm assuming in my mind that they feel like their time is more important than mine. Yeah, well, I might be one of those people sometimes if I see that I know. there's no traffic. And, and if it I totally pisses lane, me I... off. But an interesting thing in this book is that... It, it, one of the things it says about merging is it's the single most stressful activity that we face in everyday driving. And uh, they did a study in Indiana in 1997, and ev- evidently late merging saw a 15% increase in traffic flow because basically you're using all of the road that's available to you to move traffic as, a vo- as opposed to you know bottlenecking it early into one lane. So I've kind of learned something about the book. I think that's kind of an interesting fact. 
Steve's also the kind of guy, though, that needs to be in the turn lane at least 10 blocks before he needs to turn. <laughs> and if he isn't in that turn lane, he gets very upset. He's like, you need to get over to the right lane. Honey, I don't need to turn for at least another two miles. Well, that's No, no, no. You need to get over. You need to be ready. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm a plan head kind of guy. If I have a plane flight, I get there two hours in advance. Julie gets there 15 minutes before the flight and hope running for the plane she can make it. She's like losing shoes and underwear out of her suitcase as she true. sprints to yeah. the plane. So, you know, it's just one of those things. Anyway, the, the other interesting thing uh, that it was kind of talking about was how, you know, that, that when we're in our cars, that we basically kind of feel like nobody's watching us. And that the, the anonymity that we have, it's kind of, in some ways, it's a good thing because it gives you room for self-expression. Like, you know, you can sing in the car. And I don't picking. know. I mean, pick your nose, <laughs> masturbate. But it also, you know... At the same time? Exactly. But also, like you know, it's a, it's a bad thing because it, it basically kind of gives you a license to be more aggressive. That You, you, you know, you, you feel more brave or more ballsy because you think that nobody's ever going to call you on whatever you do. Kind of like arguing on the internet, I guess. Yeah, it's like bloggers. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's just kind of interesting that way. That it, Yeah, well, I don't know, but... You... <laughs> My my good friend uh, and business partner Tony, he he routinely gets into altercations while driving. I'm not sure if I I talked about it on the show once, but he actually got out to get in a fight, hopped out of his car. He was so enraged and forgot to take it out of gear. Oh. And uh, as it started driving away, he had to leap back in the car and got drugged through the intersection. Oh, <laughs> like, fucked up his shoes and his pants and everything. <laughs> Sure, the person that he was threatening to kick his ass was really impressed by the whole thing. <laughs> he probably looked like a real badass. Yeah, when you're like grabbing onto your car and trying to keep it from <laughs> escaping into the Texas sunset. Oh, I shit. had a guy jump out of a car ready to, to ready to harass me until he saw I was a girl. Well, that's that's interesting. Really? One of the facts that yeah. it said in the book is that men are more likely to honk at people than women are, and men and women together as a group are more likely to honk at women than at men. That's because women are shittier drivers. <laughs> Send your complaints, too. <laughs> so, I thought that was an interesting fact as well. I guess kind of the point of the book is that we are all we all think that we're better drivers than we are. Yeah. No, you know what? Shitty drivers are people who've never been in an accident. And once they're in an accident, then their driving gets incredibly better. Yeah, that's they, what I they, think. Well, I, I think that's probably true. No. I think... No, if you get I know a, some shitty drivers that have had a lot of accidents, you don't think though. Though, say say you got a speeding ticket, wouldn't you be less likely to speed for like the next year? No, I'd be more nervous while I speed. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. Well, uh, that was our first email. Thanks, Tim. Uh, we also got a shout out from. We have more. Yeah, we got all kinds of shit. <laughs> and Jesus, that was the short the one. Gonna be? We're we're a popular fucking show, man. All right, but everyone wants you to get up, go to the bathroom, get a little something to drink. Get yourself situated. Come on back. All right, they're ready, Steve. Hey. So next, we got a shout-out from Jacob at Pinto Gigante. Dude, I wanted to do something special for the anniversary show, so here's a few things that piss me off. One, cell phone and texting, common courtesy or common sense. People cannot resist the urge to answer their cell phone while driving, being checked out in a store, or sitting in a movie. Also, why do they talk so fucking loud? The scariest thing to me is the idiots who cannot resist answering back a fucking text message while driving. That is insane. I agree. I agree. People shouldn't do shit when they're driving other than drive. If you can't keep one hand on the wheel, you you should be doing it. (laughs) Well, how about, like, one eye? Dude, one morning when (laughs) I was driving to work, 
I actually saw this woman talking on a cell phone and putting on like fucking mascara and driving with her elbows right in front of me. I about lost my shit. That there is dangerous. Like, wasn't it? It's just idiotic. It's unbelievable to me. <sighs> anyway, the second thing that pisses Jacob off. People who hang anything with a loop from their rearview mirror. Graduation tassels, Hawaiian lays, panties, dream catchers, <laughs> and necklaces to name a few. Why is it so fucking hard for these people to realize that hanging these things totally blocks their vision from oncoming traffic? The real problem is that these people have a good chance of killing someone else instead of just themselves. Third thing that pisses them off is people who still think computers are magic. It's time to get <laughs> over it and learn something, people. I thought computers were magic. Anyway, con- good luck and computers congr- are magic. Good luck and congrats, Jacob. Computers are magic. They're totally magic. Like, I cannot explain how a computer works, really. <laughs> I can no longer. I can no better explain how a computer works than how a baby is born or how popcorn works. Honey. It's all magic. Well, I can explain the popcorn <laughs> to you if you'd like, honey. Later. <laughs> and you know, the, and as the I'm talking thing. to you, I, I'm multitasking myself, and sometimes I kind of take a look at myself, like from an outside perspective, and go. What the? F- what am I? What is that guy up to? I'm trying to open a package with that that <laughs> indestructible on. plastic material that's surrounding a Microsoft Live, you know, Xbox point, so I can get the Duke Nukem game when it comes out. Uh-huh. But I don't have a pocket knife handy because it's too far away. The end of my microphone cord will prevent me from reaching my <laughs> pocket knife. So I'm trying to open it with a piece of shrapnel from a. Uh, a rocket attack in Vietnam that my dad was in. He brought this shrapnel home, and uh, now I have it, and it's really shitty for opening plastic packages, I'll tell you what. So if you're ever in a rocket attack, wrap yourself up with these Microsoft Xbox Live packages, and you'll probably be safe. The, the thing is, he brought this shrapnel back home in his ass, in his ass. and I gave it to you, son, because I wanted you to have it. I've had this uncomfortable hunk of metal in my hands. <laughs> you know what's really weird? Pulp fiction rules, dude. I'm, I'm knitting, and I'm almost sure that my knitting needles would open that package. They probably would. <laughs> we don't We don't knit on bone batch. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm sure I'm knitting something especially manly. Dude, that, that was pretty funny, though, the way you phrased that. that I, I, sometimes I like to watch when I'm multitasking myself. <laughs> if that wasn't one of the greatest euphemisms ever, I don't know what. <laughs> That'd mean using two hands <laughs> and a foot. <laughs> one other thing, I, uh, we got a uh, shout out from our friend Gonzalo, uh, sometime contributor Gonzalo, uh, who's a uh, lone comment towards uh, shit sandwich. No, just kidding. Uh, my God, you've practically <laughs> my God, you've practically gone Hollywood, Gonzalo. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, and then the last uh, email we got is from the guys uh, at the Obscure 80s podcast. Uh, being as that we are the Obscure 80s, we wanted to rant on these kids who walk into stores like Pennies or Sears and buy their vintage t-shirts with bands like ACDC or Kiss printed on the front and faded text. Like these little jerks ever bothered to listen to Back in Black, like they could tell you about Ace or Gene, Angus or Bond. You know what, kids? You want to wear the shirts? That's cool. But before you do, you need to pay your dues. Take a lighter to your Justin Timberlake CD, delete the 50-cent songs from your MP3 player, and take a stroll down Good Music Lane for a minute. I want you all to listen to some real Metallica, Ride the Lightning, Fade to Black, not Load, Reload crap, and try on some Motley Crue for size, maybe even some Poison. Poison? <laughs> you, poison. 
You want something more fun, more upbeat? Cindy Lauper, Billy Idol, The Dead Milkman, The Cars. How about Alternative, Talking Heads, Violent Femmes, and Goth? We were the original Goth, you little shits. The Cure, Depeche Mode, Enough Said. So that's what pisses us off here at the Obscure 80s Podcast. That and, well, the lame-ass CGI monkeys in Indiana Jones 4. Seriously, though, way to go on reaching such a milestone as 14. Congrats, we think. Keep doing what you do and stay awesome. <laughs> Jay, Stewie, KC, Questionable Mike, and Richard McBeef, the obscure 80s wrecking crew. Thanks, guys. Uh, you know what? I, I have seen kind of like this big 80s comeback lately. Have you noticed that? I thought it came and went. No, nah, it's kind of still around. And you, you Does that see- mean I can wear my 1980s sunglasses now? I still have them, the big bole cat eye things. Those and like those uh, those zipper pants you had, the parachute pants, those you've got to rock. Oh, I, I wish I still had those. <laughs> and the flock of seagulls haircut, you know. No, I never had that. You know what? I, I used to really dig, uh, I, I don't know, I had a bunch of shirts, but you know, some of the, the cool shirts that I got uh, were, I think, more 70s. Like, I, I, I don't know how I pulled this off. I, I suspect my mom really wasn't paying attention to the calendar, but I actually got my school picture taken in a Jaws 2 t-shirt. <laughs> I'm sure that was a mistake of some sort on her part. I would have been like a button down in my hair, all you know, pasted to my forehead. Yeah, well, speaking as a parent who did forget picture day this year, yeah, it's entirely possible. <laughs> it reminds me of that Calvin and Hobbes where he puts Crisco in his hair so he can look like Astro Boy. And he draws yeah. a monster face on his stomach. <laughs> That's something Thad would do. I love sure. that, too. The, the other shirt that I, I would kill for that that I used to have back in the day was like the the original vinyl iron-on Star Wars shirt with the Hildebrandt oh, picture. Man. Wasn't that shirt the shit? I think I wore mine out. Oh, no kidding. I would love to have one of those again. I wonder if you can still get them. I'm going to have to look around. We were not wearing that stuff in L.A. I'm sorry. What were you wearing? We were wearing, um, you know, polos and anything made by Dolphin, Vans, polos, Fiorucci. Um, yeah, see, you guys Gloria had money. Strauss. For us, like, dressed up with a t-shirt. See, up in Wairica, too, we got everything, like, two years after you did. So, like, somebody would move to town and they would be wearing a bandana and hip-hop, you know, uh, break dancing, and we'd be all like, oh, wow, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was kind of, we were a little late to the game on most of that stuff. We didn't even have shoes. <laughs> so, hey, speaking of Star Wars clothing, Gord, last, a couple of weeks ago, sent me this picture of a whole bunch of women wearing Princess Leia slave outfits. I saw that. <laughs> And I'm just wondering. Now you're going to the stormtrooper porn thing again. <laughs> I was just wondering, Julie, what do we have to do to get you in a Princess Leah costume today? Uh, yeah. Today, <laughs> I would also settle for a Seattle Seahawks cheerleaders uniform or a g-string made out of bacon. At this point, I would just settle for a shower. <laughs> uh, Raw be... bacon? <laughs> no, no, cooked bacon. No. Oh, good. Yeah, no, that's it. Raw bacon. <laughs> With, and me naked. That would pretty much be it. <laughs> well, that would make his day complete. Well, you're so hot, you would probably just cook that. Bacon <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Nicely played, sir. Come on, guard. Yeah, thank you. So, anyway, yeah, I kind of agree. It's a little bit bullshit for the kids today to be kind of jumping on the style, you know, without having paid their dues. I totally agree with the Metallica. Off what of dues right, do they have to pay exactly? What I, I don't know. Did you just be aware of history a little bit? I think. 
But who's don't to you say think? that they're not? I mean, how many? Oh. I'm sure there's some out there. Bullshit! That are if you totally listen to the wh- who who is it? Uh, the Hannah Montana version of Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Well, Does that mean you're a, aware of the Cindy Lauper version? That's a whole another well subset. Well, it's whole but other. it but it is kind of <laughs> whole nother. Another. I'm sure it's in the English you know, language dictionary. <laughs> That's kind of you know what we're talking about is just you know being aware of where where the, where it comes from. Do you disagree? I understand. Well, you know, because the Gene Simmons show Precious Jewels is on now, so I'm sure that you know people are watching that and getting a feel for him. No, no that doesn't count. But having you watched know, the you, bullshit, if you enjoy something. You don't have to like go to school or know about its origin. Just enjoy something for the pure joy of it. And you and me, we can feel superior to them because we actually listen to it back in the day or know more about it than they do. But that doesn't... What the hell? Now, if they start trying to impress me with how much better their music is than mine, and then I go back to them and say, oh, yeah, well, that song is so much cooler than the stuff I used to listen to. It's got three of my favorite songs sampled into it. Shut <laughs> the fuck up. That's different. <laughs> Alright, you know, if you want to wear your faded Violent Femmes t-shirt that you got yesterday, go for it. I don't care. Wear your skin, your your organs on the outside of your skin for all I care. It's not my business. I don't give a shit. Just leave me alone. Put your organs on the outside, don't drip on my carpet. That's all I ask. I guess the problem is where they're getting it from. Because back in our day, we got them from the independent music shops and the independent fashion shops and stuff like that. And nowadays, they're getting it from Target. Well, cool. Gordon Gandlow is making more money because he sold his Violent Femme stuff to Target. Right on, man. <laughs> yeah, who's to say he's getting money? So now he has nothing to whine about? Oh, he can't help but whine, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, the coolest t-shirt I had was actually uh, one I picked up at a Black Flag show, and it was this picture of a mushroom cloud, and it just said, the person who took this photograph is dead. It was one of those uh, Petty Bond yeah, pictures? Yeah, exactly. Cool. I remember that. He used to do art shows down there, didn't he? Yeah. In I LA? have no idea. I just remember the t-shirt. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was about the time I was in junior high school, and Poison actually was pretty big about that time. They were. <laughs> Along with Warrant. They actually, Warrant actually went to my junior high school and my high school, about two years ahead of me. Didn't you, like, actually know Slash or some of the guys in Guns N' Roses? Yeah, Slash. Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> I went to school he with was them. In your advanced English class, I take it. And some of the Calculus. the roadies for Warrant, and then um, Rami Jaffe. He was in my grade, and he ended up in the Wallflowers. My school was just buzzing with music people. Wow. What school did you go to? I went to Fairfax High School and John Burroughs Junior High. That's funny. I actually saw Rollins Band play in the Fairfax High School gym one time. Yeah. Was it was a cool school. I liked it. It's weird to see Rollins like totally tearing the shit out of the building and looking up and seeing the basketball hoops. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks, Obscure 80s. Uh, while we're at it, I want to thank a few people that actually made this first year possible. Um, there's been about three people who've really been helpful. You know, we yeah, couldn't we couldn't have Julie. done this shit <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. We couldn't have done this shit by ourselves. Uh, obviously, Gord did some of the design work for the site. Also, Jorge Meneses, who was our guest. He's also the guitarist for Barefoot Barnacle, who designed our logo on the site. Uh, he also did the flyer for this show, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Julie, who is always uh, the first one to listen to the show. and Gorgeous. Uh, is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> Fantastic. And gorgeous. And uh, 
comes up with, you know, Tough. gives everything a listen the first time. So that's always awesome. Uh, Brian from the Drunken Zombie Podcast uh, has always been helpful when it comes to questions of technical issues. Uh, same thing with uh, Brother D from uh, Mail Order Zombie and Jacob from Pinto Higante have all been really great, you know, as far as uh, helping us get off going. Our musical guest this year, Jorge and Barefoot Barnacle, Thad Holub, who did some instrumental stuff. Paul Takushi and San Casagascar at the Acme Rocket Quartet, Brandon Squires and the Mackay from Chico, the Parker Kings, BJ, Chad, Obbs, and Jeremy of IROT, Mike and Luke of Hoonob Koo, Grimrock, and the now-defunct Optimus Rhyme. Sorry, guys. We're going to miss you. And Johnny and the Hormones. Thank you all for making this show better this year. Uh, we couldn't have done that without you. Also, thanks to a couple of inspiration shows that I've been listening to for a long time that kind of got me... Uh, to to want to try this thing out, uh, Kevin Smith's Modcast and Night of the Living Podcast. Uh, you guys do a great job, also. And uh, friends of the show, uh, Stu and uh, Jay from Obscure Eighties, uh, Doug from Horror, etc., and Snowy, uh, previously mentioned from Radioactive Metal, and of course uh, Jacob and David from Pinto Gigante. We've kind of grown up with those guys and uh, have uh, actually become friends, and uh, they're great guys. Listen to their show; it's an awesome show. And uh, I actually got to guest on that show last week. We uh, did a couple hours uh, discussing the new Metallica, uh, just like Radio Active Metal did. So they're a great pair of bookends. You ought to listen to both episodes. So uh, that's what I got. Thank you all. And uh, the thousand of people who have so far downloaded the show, thank you all for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, there's going to be more good stuff where that came from. So that's what I've got to say on that. And I'd like to thank my parents for not practicing birth control or bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> Anything uh, else, you guys? I had a cute story. If you you know you have kids and stuff, tell it. Yeah. Uh, so my son is six years old, and he just started kindergarten this year, and he wasn't all that excited by it. But I thought, you know, once he starts, he's gonna love it. You know, riding the bus and gluing and pasting and stuff. But he got to school, and it's been a tough two weeks. He's had a trouble every day. It seems like he's the only one. He feels like he's the only one getting yelled at. He hates the teacher, thinks she's boring, evil, and out to get him. And so one day we talked about, you know, that in the little discipline handbook, it said you can take something to school as long as you share it and only play with it at recess. So he brought some prized possession and took it to school. He was playing with it, and the teacher asked him to put it away, so he put it away. But when it was time to leave... He went to go get his backpack, and when he looked inside, he realized it was gone, and he looked at the teacher's desk and saw it was sitting there. So he rides the bus home and gets off the bus, and he is so angry, he's throwing his backpack, telling me he's going to quit school and never go back again, and that the teacher hates him, and she took his special prize possession, and and he was just so angry. I said, you need to come have some lunch. We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it with the teacher. I'm sure it's, you know, just a misunderstanding. And we go inside, and while I'm making lunch, I hear him grab the phone and the little familiar beep, beep, beep of dialing numbers. And I realize, I go in and ask, and he says, I'm calling the cops because she stole it. So I'm dialing 911. I was like, stop! Don't dial 9-1-1. We have to work it out together first before we involve the authorities, honey. And so he hung up, and he instead drew a picture with the words, Why did you take my special something? And he was going to present it to the teacher. But I emailed her first and found out it was all a misunderstanding. She thought that he was giving it to her, and 
uh, you know, she she was happy to give it back to him. Thankfully, she didn't know how close she came to being arrested. So <laughs> they would have cuffed her and stuffed her for that. I thought that was still a cute story. I really wished I could have let him go through with the nine one one because I can just imagine what you know on the other end they would have been hopefully nice. <laughs> Think it was funny. Yeah, because 911 operators, they love tomfoolery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're known for their good senses of humor. But I thought that was cute. He still <laughs> hates kindergarten. He was glad he had a substitute today. <laughs> it's pretty damn early in the game for that kid to be hating kindergarten, I tell you that. He's got a long way to go. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> way I'm worried too- about my kid, because... Uh, uh, he's going to kindergarten and they're teaching him what the colors are. Ooh, read this suit blue and this is black and this is white. He comes home and he's reading. I mean, the kid's reading and they haven't even got to the part where they're teaching what letters are. Yeah, he's going to get bored. He's going to get yeah. bored and start fucking shit up. Yeah. Well, are they going to move him up into like a quest program like they have in Washington? or? I don't know. I'm probably just going to Make sure he doesn't have sharp scissors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, that's not reading quite that that well yet, but he is certainly bored. They're doing the colors. They, I keep asking, did you at least talk about the letter A today? He's like, no, no, not A. <laughs> Let's get a move on, people. <laughs> As he sits down and starts thumbing through his uh, well-worn copy of War and Peace. Right. <laughs> All right, so can we go to our filthy jokes now? Is yeah, it, let's do some filthy jokes. All right, so this woman goes to a pet store looking for a pet. Is she a petophile? <laughs> You're not funny. This is my joke. <laughs> so the, the guy behind the counter says, uh, you know, we've got this frog, and it's only $100. She goes, wait, why would I want a frog, and why would I spend $100 for one? He goes, oh, no, you don't understand. This frog eats pussy. Really? So oh yeah, yeah, it does. Well, how does how does that work? Because well, you just it's it's real easy. You just get yourself ready, lay down on your back, and put the frog on the bed, right between your legs, and he'll just go to town. And I I guarantee you, you will be satisfied. So the woman kind of thinks it over and is all right. Now gives him a gives him a hundred bucks, takes a frog home. Does exactly like the guy instructs. Lays down on her back, stark naked. She pulls down the shade. She's a little embarrassed because the frog right down there. And nothing. <laughs> nothing. So after a while, she starts feeling a little embarrassed, and she uh, she calls the pet store. She's like, you know that frog you sold me? I was like, yeah. Well, it's not doing what you said it would do. Said, oh, no, 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 no. Of course it is. That, that frog eats pussy all the time. Come on. what? How did you do it? How did you set yourself up? So she describes it. God, it's, that's really that's really bizarre. I wonder if there's something wrong with... Hmm. I'll have it, tell you what. I will come over and, and we'll figure this thing out. <laughs> so the guy comes over. So okay, show me exactly what you did. Don't be embarrassed. I'm a professional. So she disrobes, lays down on her back, puts the frog down there. Nothing. She's like, see? Guy shakes his head sadly. Walks over, picks up the frog, looks him in the eye and goes, If I have to show you how to do this one more time. (laughs) So then what happened? That's funny. Then he ate her pussy, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get it. And then he fucked the frog. (laughs) 
Let me tell you, that frog was tight. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you wrap your frog in masking tape? (laughs) Keep it from exploding. (laughs) Now you guys are going to have people protesting the show because they're frogophiles or something. (laughs) Frog frog is not dismentally dismentally disabled, (laughs) but I am. (laughs) All right, here's my joke. There's two muffins, and they're in the oven, and they're naked. And the one muffin says, Boy, it's getting hot in here, isn't it? And the other muffin says, Ah! A talking muffin! <laughs> I like that joke. Thank you, it's, it's my not favorite. It's filthy, but I like it. They were naked. <laughs> oh, well, okay, sure. They're naked. <laughs> she, 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 she added that just to, that you know. I think she's pandering to us, Gord. <laughs> I, have, I have this feeling. Reminds me of that joke my mom tried to tell. She tried to say the... The joke about the streakers, like you know he's crazy. You can see his nuts, but you want, <laughs> you know he's crazy. You can see his balls. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Sorry, mom. That's all right. I don't think she would be a success if I have my name associated with balls. <laughs> or Steve. Hey, Steve so uh, how do you get a nun pregnant? Well, we're going sophisticated now. I don't know. How do you how? get a nun pregnant? You fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Two shows a night. Try the fish. But that's what the frog was trying to do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So does anybody have anything else? I got nothing. Nope. I got beer. Cool. All right. Well, that's it for this show. Uh, Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Uh, Once again, as always, there's new content on bonehand.com every Sunday. Uh, Gord. Has a new, new cartoon on uh, what do you Mighty got? Wombat every Thursday. Although I got jury duty this week, and I just wasted all my free time on this podcast thing. So you guys may not get a cartoon this week. I don't know. <laughs> then you got that monthly column on DavisLifeMagazine.com. Uh, it's not an option to skip that one, so it'll keep coming out. <laughs> the last month that was pretty damn hilarious too. So you're, you're doing a great job there. Everybody That's my should job. definitely check that out. And Julie, don't you have a book signing upcoming? I do have a book signing. Thank you for mentioning it. Well, I'm going to be at a local craft store on September 27th from 12 to 3, and I'll be signing my book, Uncommon Crochet, and doing a couple of demonstrations and participating in a general knit-out event where knitters and crocheters can come and participate in demonstrations and maybe even be the fastest knitter in the world. Uh, what? Are you going to plug the name of this store? Yeah, it would probably oh, help if you tell people the local craft store. I don't think it's specific enough. Sweetie. That would be the Redmond, Washington, Ben Franklin Crafts and awesome. Frames on September 27th from 12 to 3. And are you the same Julie who was just on Sirius Satellite Radio? Martha Stark! Like, oh my god! That's so awesome. Things, Wait, you were on? Things to do before I die. Write a book? Check. Be on a Martha show? Oh, check. Yeah, so, I was on Martha Stewart Living Radio. Dot, you know, on the Sirius Network, and uh, they were talking to me about my book, Uncommon Crochet and Felting. Tell Has that it. already been broadcast? Yes, it yes, and oh, I don't hell. think you can get archive. <laughs> I've tried. Tell dick jokes on the internet. Check. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I tell muffin jokes. <laughs> muffin got to have a dick too. Yeah. No. <laughs> Dick Muffins, my favorite. (laughs) Okay, one last thing. You know we love us some feedback here at the Bone Bat Show, so if you're inclined to drop some knowledge on us, please uh, shoot us an email at steve at bonehand.com, or we have a new Bone Bat hotline. 
which is uh, 206-339-3360. So you can leave us a voicemail. We'll play it here on the show. But if that's not good enough for you, but if that's not good enough for you and you need even more immediate gratification, then you're in luck. Join the Bone Bat Forum. We're on there all the time. We're naked, live, and we're ready to chat with you. So, uh, <laughs> hot young Except for Julie. Hot She's a- wearing a Princess Leia costume. Made hot, out of bacon. hot aging studs that are uh, ready to chat with you. So that's uh, bonehand.com backslash forums. You might actually get more people on the forum if you talk about the naked ladies. We should talk about the naked ladies. I don't think they really care about the guys. Anyway, as always, if you like what we're doing here, spread the word. Let people know about us. So, uh, you know, spread that bone bat love. That's it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. We still have a free dismember CD up for grabs, too, from last episode's trivia contest. So check the bone bat page for details. And you can have a free CD. It's awesome. Rock on. <laughs> All right. So that's it, folks. Uh This has been Steve. This is Gordon. This is Julie. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one.